Welcome. This is Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter, and welcome to this episode of the Professional Development Series. This episode is titled, Conversations That Matter, Large Group Conversations That Work. It was the year 2000 and my business partner, Dr. Andrew O'Brien, and I were attending the Systems Thinking and Action Conference in San Diego in the United States of America. Andrew had attended this conference several times before, but it was my first time attending a conference in the USA, let alone one outside of Australia. There was a buzz of excitement in the air as the 1,000 delegates from around the world were waiting to file into the large auditorium for the keynote speech on the first morning. All of a sudden, a piano commenced playing in a modern classical style. This is interesting, I recall thinking to myself. The hotel staff simultaneously opened four or five large doors so that we could enter the conference venue. My eyes were met with amazement. Rather than the seats being arranged in rows, which was all I had ever experienced at conferences before, the seats were arranged in groups of four around small, round, cafe-sized tables. Each table was covered with a cafe-style cloth, had a large piece of butcher's paper on it with some coloured pens in the middle of the table, a menu that included some rules for how we could conduct our conversations and a small flower placed in a vase in the middle of the table. With the smell of coffee emanating from the stalls from across the back of the room, I felt as if I had just walked into a huge cafe. Within minutes the place was buzzing with excitement. This was different. I sensed it. Andrew sensed it. Everyone seemed to sense it. Our host walked to the podium and introduced himself. He was Daniel Kim, He was one of the co-founders of Pegasus Communications who were conducting the conference. Daniel explained that he was going to provide the first keynote of the conference and that he would also be playing the role of theme weaver throughout the conference. He then explained that his keynote would not be a talking at event, rather it would be a talking with experience. How is that possible? There are over 1,000 people in this venue at the moment. How can we hold a conversation together? is the immediate thought that went through my mind. But hold a conversation we did. It was truly amazing. Daniel shared with us a process that he had learned from Juanita Brown and David Isaacs, who you can find at www.theworldcafe.com. Upon leaving the conference venue that morning, Andrew and I looked at each other and said that we had to find out more about the process because it fitted perfectly with our perspective of including people with whom we were working on issues that directly impacted them. It also seemed to solve our problem of creating a shared understanding amongst large numbers of people. As a result, we have been conducting our version of conversation cafes, we call them conversations that matter or strategic conversations, ever since. We have worked with many, many different organisations and groups of people and the process continues to work. People like to be able to have their say, but not everyone likes to have their say in front of everyone else, which is why the Conversations That Matter process is so effective. It allows people to have their say, while also enabling people who might not normally have an opportunity to speak with each other, to have a clear and focused conversation about issues that concern both parties. The process works for group sizes as small as 12 through to more than 1,000 people as our story so far highlights. We have also modified the process for groups smaller than 12 using some of the core principles of hosting conversations that matter. The process is relatively simple and includes the following features. People sit together in small groups, ideally 3 to 5 people per table. 
Butcher's paper and coloured textures are provided at each table. People are encouraged to have tea, water or coffee while they converse. A brief overview of the process is provided including the etiquette for the conversations. The first question is posed to the group and the people at each table hold a conversation for 10 to 15 minutes recording whatever they like on their butcher's paper. After 10 to 15 minutes one person stays at their table and acts as the host while the other three to four people who were at the table move on to separate tables for a second round on the question. The host welcomes the new people to the table, explains the conversation that had taken place in round one, and then invites the new people to share their conversations. This is called cross-pollination of the conversation and is very, very powerful. Depending on the issue and the numbers of people present, a third round on the first question may be conducted. A town hall process is then held to capture themes and patterns that have emerged from the conversations. Overall, two to four questions are usually posed to the group following the process outlined above, with anywhere between two and three rounds on each question. The final question usually focuses upon a call to action so that people can clearly see something will happen as a result of the conversation. And sometimes that call to action is a set of actions that are referred to a leadership group for approval to then go on and take into actual action. So that's a normal process that involves some time outside of the actual strategic conversation itself. While the process is simple, creating the right questions to ask is not so simple. Also, this process should only be used when there is a genuine desire to have input from the people participating in the conversation. If you are in a position to include people in conversations about issues that directly affect them, then we encourage you to adopt a strategic conversation process because quite simply, they work. If you would like some assistance in putting into practice what you have learned in this episode of our series, please feel free to contact us at Organisations That Matter. That's our website, orgsthatmatter.com. O-R-G-S-T-H atmatter.com or visit our online learning community if you'd like to learn more with us at studentsthatmatter.ning.com and remember a student that matters is a student for life this is Gary Ryan and thank you for listening <laughs>